0: Five, four, three, two, one. Absolute Comics, welcome. My name is Benny and that is Sal. And tonight on the Royal Rumble, we're going to be talking about A lot of sad news in the world of comic books. We're then going to be talking about how the Doctor Strange 2 writer explains the other option that isn't in the movie for Scarlet Witch. We're going to be talking about the whole Tom Cruise fiasco. We're going to be talking about Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and what is going on with Miss Marvel. No comic book reviews this week because I haven't read any because I'm on my way to New York. But don't worry, Sal also didn't read anything this week. So we got no comics to talk about. This is absolute comics and it's brought to you by G fuel. Use the code comics at checkout to get yourself a 10% off of your order at G fuel. Thank you so much for watching. That's our new (laughs) intro. That took so much energy out of me. (laughs) I'm
1: not doing that. Uh, did you guys like, like that? How about like, that intro great. from
0: now on? Do you like that? No. intro? <laughs> you're
1: like, don't make it to it. I don't want to do that anymore. It was hard. I did read. I will say I did read some free comic books. I read that, uh, The Dark Crisis Prelude and the Spider-Man Venom free comic book. I keep
0: wanting to read the Spider-Man Venom. That one I am going to read ahead of time, but I don't think Dan's bought it yet because I haven't seen it on the list here. And I always feel weird buying stuff, which is weird because I own the company, but
1: (laughs) right, (laughs) I do feel weird buying stuff because Dan's kind
0: of in charge of that.
1: (laughs) But uh, yeah, they're cool. Like they were, they did a nice job. Like, the Spider-Man one was a good preview. It was ridiculous. I'm sure you saw the, the, the last page reveal, and I was like, oh, my God. No, what is it? <sighs> what is it? <laughs> it's Chasm and Madeline Pryor. Oh, I heard about
0: that. I didn't see yeah. it, though. Yeah.
1: And it was, like, really cute uh, where it was like, she's like, I think we have a lot in common. And I'm like, yeah, you do. You're both a pair of clones. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right.
1: It's fun. They're gonna they're gonna crash the Hellfire Gala. Also, so is uh Moira X when she takes over Mary Jane's body or something. I don't know.
0: Well, we'll find out. I gotta read that. That I guess.
1: It's a say. Yeah. It's, it's it's a quick read, by the way.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, most comics nowadays are. It's all about the art. Yeah. Which is why I like them. Yeah, so. yeah.
1: Actually, the Mary but Jane. But speaking of, of art,
0: since we don't have that much to talk about, we're gonna get through our Saturday news of the day. Um, yeah. Comic book do artist George Perez has passed away at age sixty-seven. Uh, if you don't know who that is, he wrote things like Infinity Gauntlet or drew things like Infinity Gauntlet, Crisis on Infinite Earths, and many, many more comics. Both Marvel and DC yeah. were giving him... A, like. I think what made this kind of hit a little bit harder than Neil Adams, who also recently passed away, and I do have a personal story about Neil Adams that I want to tell, yeah. but I think is we all kind of knew what was happening with George Yeah, because he's been in a hospice and he's been dealing with the cancer. So this isn't like... Neil Adams passed away suddenly. While yeah. George Perez has been kind of in the news frequently as they try to give him recognition for a lot of his works up until his last days, to try to make them very enjoyable. That's right. I, I mean, what do you think about this whole thing?
1: I mean, it's a real tragedy. Uh, you know, it's always incredibly sad when someone's struck down. I think prematurely. Um, I know that Neil Adams passed away at the age of eighty, and it was like people are still like he's a young guy. And the fact is, like Benny will explain, Neil Adams is, was was a very vibrant person who, yes. up until his passing was incredibly lithe and oh you know just just personable still had his faculties and it was just it was very it was very sudden uh yeah and george perez is such a was such a um such a such a powerfully positive figure in the comic book industry like dude always a- anyone who's met him has a lovely story to tell about what a friendly affable guy he was um, not only was he also an incredible powerhouse when it came to his art, but also just an incredibly wonderful ambassador to the field, loved the world, loved the uh, industry and uh, had some strong opinions about comics, but all from a place of like love. And, yes. you know, so like, you know, you read his there, there's some terrific interviews with him and he's he wrote a uh, like a like a journal, which I hope is published or at least released in some way um, for his time working on the JLA Avengers crossover. And, yeah. You could just you you know, and he same with uh, War of the Gods back in the eighties. It was just like or early nineties. Uh, he was like, he's like, this is really frustrating. <laughs> like he's just him railing against the system that's just not letting him do what he wants to do, which is tell good comics. Yeah. Um, so it it is it is tragic when we lose a terrific ambassador to the field, and uh, especially someone or some ones who are incredibly uh, talented. Neil Adams uh, and George Perez both contributed. In, in not insurmountable ways. Um he, he, he's where, you know, like you look at a George Perez piece and you're like, oh man. Not only do is, is it awesome, but I also immediately recognize it and it informs generations of artists. And Neil Adams, the same exact thing. Like mm-hmm. two powerhouses in the in the world of comic book art. Um Neil Adams also uh worked tirelessly towards creators' rights, trying to give uh, his fellow peers a better opportunity to yeah. uh, live (laughs) and work having come through it all himself he had a lot to say about it you know yeah yeah no it's true so we uh we are honored by them we appreciate their contributions and they will be sorely missed yeah there was a a con that i went to with rob actually
0: um that neil Mm -hmm. adams was at, and rob and i went on the show floor and obviously neil adams had no idea who rob and i were but and i've always felt weird talking to comic book artists and writers i don't know like it's funny because i'll talk to like these celebrities from the movies and i don't care and it's like i'll go to the comic book artists and writers and like that's when i get nervous yes and we went over and rob like because neil adams was just sitting at his giant booth because if you didn't know he always had a giant booth when he went to a con that had all of his works in it and rob just went over and asked him a simple question and neil adams spent an hour of the intro of the con, just telling us stories about the industry, not having any idea who we were or what we did, just talking about the industry with two fans of the industry. And like, that's how I remember Neil Adams. And that's like, you know, hearing that he had passed on, it was like, that's so sad. Cause like, that's never going to happen again. I'm not going to go to a con and just see him randomly and just hear about the industry forever
1: no no it's true and these these guys like the, those who are still with us are fonts of uh information and value yeah. and they are there to tell you about them so if you do go to a convention uh in the future and you are uh in, an, in a position to talk to some of these titans in the industry who will not be here forever take the opportunity make the time like yeah. if you see walt simonson Talk to him, ask him questions. If you see JMD Mateus, people who are like, who have been there and done that and contributed so much to the industry and have, I just know them personally, they have great stories to tell and they're never not interesting. So it's like, if you have a favorite creator and you want to say something, gather your thoughts get a a little elevator pitch of what you want to say to them and throw it at them. Especially if you have a question about the industry, about their contributions or about something that they might have an insight into, ask them Uh, more often than not. I have, I have, if I had a hundred stories about running into creators and talking to them, maybe one of them was a negative experience. You know what I mean? Like they're most, they're predominantly positive. So, you know, take, take that opportunity. You know, let this be a lesson uh, at the very least to like meet your heroes. Try. Hey, well, uh, and that's what I've always them. said to people
0: like because I always get nervous. I'll see you guys next time. I'll see you guys next time. And it's always yeah. like
1: you never know when next time
0: is going to be. Always take advantage of the time you have. If you're at a con and you see an individual you like, like you said, go say hi. Try to talk to them. They'll tell you information or they won't. But at least you'll know you tried. Right. Because for well, everybody who skipped out on talking to Neil Adams while he was at every con still
1: doing the con circuit. Yeah. You don't get to talk to him now. That's right. No, I remember vividly. I uh, I was at Baltimore Comic Con. Darwin Cook had a table, and I thought, eh, and he, nobody was there. And I just thought, like, uh, I really don't want to bother him. It's like he has it. He paid money to have a table, so the people would come up to him. And I didn't want to bother him. Next year is passed. Same yeah. with Steve Dillon. It's. It, I have. I have a couple of stories like that where I'm just like, oh, missed opportunities. And it just, you know, and not it doesn't mean anything. I'm sure it wouldn't have made his day or anything. It's just a thing where it's like. I, I, they, they were available. They made themselves available, and I, and I didn't take the opportunity. Neil Adams, I have it. I did have an opportunity to talk to him. Um, and uh, George Perez, I ran into him one time outside of East Coast Comic Con. He was walking towards the show. My wife and I were behind him, and he's, he was unmistakable. You know, he was, he was a big personality. He was wearing these, these flamboyant Hawaiian shirts. You see him walking. It was like summertime. and He had flip, flip. It was just there. He is George Perez. Yeah. His his kind will never come again. So, so yeah.
0: that moves us on to our second topic here, um, which is also kind of a sad one, at least from my perspective as to what happened, but it's free sure. comic book day. Uh, free comic book day. Sal has a lot of more enjoyable things, but I, I haven't said much about this since it happened, but I yeah. have not been back to my comic store since March. And I haven't said it here, and I don't know why, probably just because I'm trying to not really too, too much dwell on it, but... My comic shop owner, Jason, who you guys may know from, like, early videos on ComicStorian, he passed away at the beginning of March. I was live doing stuff on the on the internet, and, like, I think I was in, like, some review or something, and somebody showed up midway through to inform me while live that he had passed away. And Jason I hadn't really chatted with very much in the last couple of years, but he was one of the first friends I had when I came to Colorado, so it kind of hit me in a weird way because, like, I hadn't really talked to him in a while but it was always one of those I kept meaning to get back into the habit of going to the comic book store on a regular basis, yeah. And for me, I just completely missed Free Comic Book Day. Didn't even realize it, and that's what I also realized. I haven't even gone and picked up a new book from the store in almost three months because of that situation.
1: Yeah. So I'm, I'm sorry to hear that, man. And I, I, I remember you saying so. Uh, I think privately, and I was like, "Oh, I re- I remember Jason from your early videos. Like he yeah. was a prominent figure for for a while. That's your comic shop. It is." And it just goes back to
0: what I'm saying. And it does relate to George Perez and it does relate to Neil Adams. Never pass up on an opportunity to talk to somebody. Never, if you're always worried you're going to like bother them or something like that, you know what? If you bother them, that's going to happen. But at least you'll, at least you'll know you've tried and you tried to do something like that. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, you know you could you could apply this to anything outside of just comic books but like yeah like if, if it can be a lesson let it be at the very least like something to help you uh spur you into showing someone that that matters to you that they matter to you
0: and i kept meaning to go back to the store and that's what really kind of hit me hard because it was when i got the information it was saturday and i currently was planning that week to go and see jason on that sunday because we were going to talk about some dnd stuff and i was like well, i'll just swing over and see him on sunday well Sunday never happened. And then I just, I haven't gone back to the shop since.
1: So. Yeah. It's real. Yeah. Story.
0: Sad opening to today's episode, isn't it?
1: Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs>
0: um so let's move on to the next topic then well do you have any fun
1: stories about this comic
0: book day you want to share with the audience
1: oh uh free comic book day was a fun time i was a little under the weather but uh you know i masked up and i took care of business and we hit up a couple of shops and had a great time um missed coming
0: yesterday here (laughs) i know i'm
1: really sorry yeah no that well that was uh that was saturday but yes i was i was uh yeah saturday i was like oh i think i'm okay and then sunday i was on my ass and then uh i just licked my wounds until well, I'm still sick, but <laughs> but, uh, but it isn't. Uh, <laughs> you woke up yesterday and couldn't show up. <laughs> yeah, I just, I was, no, I was, I was wrecked. But, uh, and, and you might be able to hear it in my voice and in my, in my, uh, my nose. But, uh, yeah, man, it was, um, but I love, I love Free Comic Book Day. And I want, I was just, I was not in a position to be able to go, like, oh, man, we should go. Cause I, I always want to at Free Comic Book Day go to as many comic book stores as I can and just yeah. like see them and, and, and exp- experience like the, the event of uh free comic book day because like it's not just hey here's like the 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 free comic books that these publishers decided to make it's also your comic shop is getting foot traffic unlike it's ever seen uh normally they're usually doing some kind of great sale if you haven't done it i highly recommend it It, it's so worth it especially because like you know if you're looking for something or if you want to get something at a discount like your comic shop rarely is going to provide one. So you should definitely take it up yeah. on free comic book day. Uh, <laughs> plus it's an opportunity to try out other, sh- other stores and see like what they have. And uh, cause that's, that was one of those things. I don't remember if it was, I don't think it was free comic book day, but my wife and I did like a comic crawl where we hit up like f- six or seven comic book stores in the area. And, uh, and we learned a lot of stuff about a lot of different new stores that like th- th- we're still talking about today. It's dope. So yeah, uh, take it up, try it out. I would, I would definitely
0: recommend it, and a lot of the stories still have those free comics still there, so you can definitely go check them out. They, That's like, true. The good ones like Spider-Man Venom are probably gone. And I was just looking while you were telling your story. It's not on Comixology. That's how I have not read it. It'll probably drop mm. tomorrow because Comixology is always like late on the free comic book day stuff.
1: Yes. So. Which is probably a good idea.
0: Oh, well, the whole idea is to get you at a store, not download it immediately and then know it and you know go read it. So. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, free comic book day passed, uh, and that's the situation with that. So let's move on to more newsworthy kind of
1: stuff. Well, sure. not you know
0: not yeah, that's not a broad, but you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Yeah,
1: more more news oriented stuff, more yeah. stuff that's happening in the world of uh, of of what of what you were here to watch. Dark
0: Crisis number zero updates the multiverse origin, stating that all of the crises tie back to the Great Darkness and that 2008's final crisis was the turning point for the Great Darkness, serving as the event that made the darkness realize that superheroes were its true enemy. Yep. So it's just tying it me. all back together. I'm not against this because, like, but I didn't realize 2008's final crisis and then they did 2011's New 52. Like, they didn't even wait. They did a crisis and then did like barely anything and then crisis.
1: Yeah, well Flashpoint was never meant to be a crisis. So, you know, you can tell from not just the uh, the fact that like it comes out of nowhere, but also the fact that like Flashpoint sold really bad when it first came out.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, no one liked Flashpoint when it first came out.
1: It's it's now revered and looked at as a, a popular thing, but Yeah. Yeah. It was never really like a huge deal. Oh my no. god. Flashpoint. And DC didn't treat like DC only treated it like that mostly because like Jeff Johns was in charge and like you know he was able to push it a lot harder yeah but uh yeah man um, <laughs> is it is it weird I, that down. i just want jeff johns and jim lee back in charge mm.
0: i mean jim lee is in is star- is in charge yeah like, but, but, he, but without jeff johns jeff johns like kept everything in line i love it hate it disagree di- agree believe mm-hmm. the rumors don't believe the rumors it's all rumors that we don't know what happened at the end yeah, of the yeah. day when jeff johns was in charge of dc it was at least having a direction right there was a coherent direction. It was him and who was the other gentleman that got a blame for everything in Hate and hated Nightwing? Dan DiDio. Dan DiDio. The two of them made sure DC didn't feel all over the place like it does yes. right now.
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, like, here's the thing. Yes, you're absolutely right. Um, right now, DC seems directionless. and Or at least over the last two years, DC has seemed directionless. I would say that if you dc is right now allowing itself to appear directionless despite the fact that like you had infinite frontier go into just League incarnate go into uh just League 75 goes into dark crisis like there is a direction if you are willing to accept it or the very, or, or or look at it it's just that not everything is tied in you know like right. we had yet another unsellable wonder woman event that nobody freaking bought trial of the amazons came it, and went here's what there it is me that didn't
0: sell. And now we're going to get more people being like, but where's all the wonder woman comics and the wonder yeah. woman events. And the, 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 the where it is, is you didn't buy it. Yeah. Where well, it I is, did... is you didn't watch videos on it where it is, yeah. is like, no, you did not
1: interact with it on any level. And that's why they don't make them. Yeah. No. There, uh, yeah. The wonder woman doesn't sell for a number of reasons. And it isn't because like she doesn't have enough events. It's because that marketing isn't behind it. And the audience is either uninterested or unaware of it. I don't know which right. is the, which is which because every time that you say out loud, like, Hey, I don't think wonder woman sells people come out of the woodwork. Uh, uh-huh. Non people who don't read comic books, never buy them come out of the woodwork to go like, Hey, what are you talking about? Wonder woman's was one of the most iconic female superheroes of all time. It's like, yeah, yeah, she is. Yeah. Yeah. And a book don't sell. The book doesn't sell.
0: If it doesn't say Batman on it, it doesn't sell. Like I don't like get why people don't get that it's this isn't a situation of there's so much hate for Wonder Woman because nobody wants a female-led superhero. No,
1: you're not buying it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and 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 to to be fair, DC ain't selling it neither. Like the problem is DC is their marketing is tone deaf and like it refuses to push things that either aren't Batman or or they just don't know. You know, like we when you hear about like black label you know like there are a ton of black label books that keep coming out and you never hear about half of them you know because on one hand they're resting on their laurels because some of them, because most of them are batman books and they're just like well batman will sell that'll be fine and on the other hand it's like i i don't know i don't think that like i, I have a personal stake in it where i'm like i don't think they even care anymore because like snyder kind of like spearheaded the black label label and now that he's not really there, uh. No one's there to push it. Yep. And Jeff Johns, like, like him or leave him. When he was at DC, and he was like COO, I think, um, or CCO, Chief Creative Officer. Like, when he was there, he was like, "This is the direction. Here's what we're doing." He, and then, and then dictated the line. Whereas yeah. right now, there's nobody at the managerial level at DC that's like, "Here's what the direction is." Like, you poor Josh Williamson. You know, dude's like, I, "I've been laying the groundwork here," but it's like, at the end of the day, what does he do? He writes the stories. All he can do is write the books. Yeah. But like you could tell DC is just like, hey, could you um tell people to buy the book you're writing? And he and I can imagine him just being like, could you sell them, please? Well, like, that's, my that's... job is to write it. I'm being paid to write, man, not to like sell your books for you.
0: Well, and that's the worst part about what's happening right now, is like. So a lot of people in our comments are even saying they didn't even know the Wonder Woman event happened. And I'll admit I didn't see any promotion for it. And to make it even more obvious, so yes, I go through periods where I don't read comics for a week or two at a time because I'm saving up for a trip. I read like 40 books on that trip to LA. Yeah. And I didn't see Wonder Woman promoted once in them. No. Unless it was the back page, because the only one I won't read because I'm I'm flipping through them. Yeah. Like and I the only promotion I even saw in there was them promoting the Batman Beyond White Knight stuff. Right, it's all right. I saw promoted in, in the DC books.
1: Yeah, which like they don't need. Like you don't need to promote the White Knights book because yeah. it's already a big seller. Like the last two sold great, and it's Batman. You're good. I don't know, man. It's it's ridiculous. And like I, and here's I think the thing: it's...
0: I just looked in my thing of them buying stuff, and they just bought another issue of Batgirls. I keep forgetting Batgirls
1: exist. I don't, but like Batgirls is not a book for me. Like it is marketed for somebody else and I appreciate it. it. Yeah, I think it's just, it's very, it's very stylized, very distinct. It's for an audience that isn't me, but I recognize I'm like, this is actually like, this is well-made. This is a well-made book. I'm not the target audience, but I do appreciate that it exists. And I read the first two issues. I was like, yeah, okay. That's not for me, but I'm not going to be like, boo, but also it has bat in the title. So like, I think for them, they're like, well, it's part of the whole like Katamari ball that is marketing for Batman, which is just let Batman roll. And he'll, he'll, he'll sell, you know, Right. which unfortunately is not a, it's not a publishing initiative. Like you can't just say, oh, well I'll publish 19 Batman books out of 30 books and we'll be fine. Like, you won't be fine and it doesn't it doesn't work and it's diminishing returns like y- you can't just you can't just become batman comics even though Wait, of course DC comics is detective comics comics luke fox or not luke fox i don't forget what it is the black jace. batman jace is still going yeah and I they changed batman. his
0: suit to just be batman yeah yeah like, that's right it looked different before it was yeah why is the he's not even referencing the rest of the bat books <laughs> no no he's not but it's still going.
1: (laughs) Yep. Because it's Batman. Now, I don't know what the sales are on that thing. And to be honest, like, you know, it'd be hard to really parse, but I imagine it's probably okay. Probably better than Aquaman. (laughs) But yeah, uh, DC's marketing is just, why did they just change it to a regular Batman suit? I don't know. I mean, my guess would be that it's probably, if I had to guess, it's because the creative team behind it was like, we want him to look like real Batman. Like we want to, we want to have him take over a Batman suit, like because I can't unless somebody upstairs is like make him wear the regular Batman suit. I mean, I I, I don't know. Um, I do know it, it, well, that his other one was not even that far different from the regular Batman suit. No, it wasn't too different. It was just it would, but it was distinct enough to be like that is that Batman.
0: Yeah. Now it just looks like Batman, but he's black. Like, yeah, it that's doesn't it. have any difference
1: anymore. No. No, yeah, that's right. I saw it in a uh, promotional thing for uh, for Dark Crisis, where I was like, "That's just Jace in a regular Batman suit." Yeah,
0: he's just in the regular suit now. Yeah. I still find it weird that he's a part of the family with a bat wing suit was a
1: thing, and he's not using that. No, because because the other one is uh, like uh, Luke, Luke is Batwing. Is he back to being Batwing? Because I
0: read the I, I literally covered the origin of Jace, and yeah. Luke is like. Yeah, I used to
1: be Batwing, but I'm just kind of, its hanging up in the closet now. I'm right. Just kind of... I don't. I I thought he did, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I feel read like to what happened to the Fox family because it got a little crazy. Right? It looks like. Yeah, yeah. apparently it
0: did. It got well.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm not reading a lot of bat books right now. Uh, I'm not reading any Batman books right now. <laughs> oh, bat. The comic books are getting weird. Let's just move on to the next topic. <laughs> yeah, let's move on. Dr. Strange
0: 2 writer explains that he aimed to keep Scarlet Witch true to her comic book motivations and that they had two options for the movie. Before anyone checks out, this will not be spoilers. Don't worry. This is spoilers for a movie that doesn't exist. Right. He said one direction was what happens in Dr. Strange 2. The other direction, uh, the other one being that Scarlet Witch, well, this is kind of spoilers, actually. Yeah, it is, because it tells you
1: what, what didn't it, what happen <laughs> doesn't happen so you can assume the opposite happened. so we're gonna yeah. hold
0: off on that because this show is not about spoilers we literally do shows about spoilers all weekend so we're gonna hold yeah, off on that's that one there but right, it cool. does they but apparently they had two ideas for the entire movie right off the bat and if mm-hmm. i tell you what it didn't happen then i'm going to tell you what did happen because you by process of elimination you'll know exactly. <laughs> no, that's fair at least i caught it at least i caught you it did. before i read you that you did yeah. i was like no all right we're gonna yeah we're just going to spoil stock strange again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So next up we've got before Fa- Oh yeah. So this is kind of a spoiler. If you believed every cameo that was supposedly leaked, Because <laughs> we're going to talk about a cameo that doesn't happen. Okay. Right? So take that. If you don't want to hear that. Cause you're like, Nope, that's too much. I don't want to hear that. Then take us, take a five minute break from the podcast. Yeah. Okay. Dr. Strange 2, they explain that there is a hidden, unreleased cut of the film. I have seen these tweets. Yes. But, and and yes. I was talking about this beforehand. I am so tired of all of these we-make-shit-up Twitter accounts and Reddit accounts and everybody. They mm-hmm. make shit up, get one thing right, and now they're we're geniuses. We thought of it all. So yeah. a lot of these accounts are doubling down, stating that all of those crazier cameos were planned. They were yeah. going to happen. And, and, they're, and they're claiming that it is a hidden, unreleased cut of the Doctor Strange movie. And in that hidden, unreleased cut, they actually filmed Tom Cruise as an Iron Man cameo. Right. There is no such cut. The cameo never went beyond conversations within Marvel. The writer did state that they would have tried, but due to Cruise filming back-to-back Mission Impossible movies, they couldn't get his availability down. These fan accounts are also claiming that things like Deadpool, Hugh Jackman, all these crazier other cameos mm-hmm. were actually in the movie, but they didn't film them. They didn't film them, but they were in the movie's original draft. But they're saving it for the unannounced Secret Wars movie.
1: I'm seeing people talk about Secret Wars, and I, I, I think I've referred to the fact that like Secret Wars would be like the big like Endgame two, as a like. Yeah, what else are you gonna do? But people are now saying, like, well, with, with with Secret Wars confirmed, and I'm like, that ain't confirmed. Yeah, no one has said
0: Secret Wars. The only thing that has happened is uh, it, it's not really. No, it, it is kind of spoilers. So, am I even gonna talk about that? No, Secret Wars is not confirmed is what I'm gonna state. Okay, right. stuff does happen that could could possibly, but it's yeah, so get... loosely implied, it could easily not.
1: Yes, <laughs> that's right. That's right. I I'm, i wouldn't be very surprised if they didn't do it, but I I,
0: th- I feel like the problem here is with these accounts is they all got their, their rocks off and their hype up off of Spider-Man No Way Home because yep. Sony at no point confirmed any of those cameos. So they yep. were able to keep stating that these were happening. These are happening and everyone's like, oh my God, they got it all right. Well, with Doctor Strange, there wasn't any real leaks up until like no. a week before. That's we serious. didn't have any real leaks. Everyone was speculating. Mm-hmm. all the way up until the week before. And that speculation list got massive with things yeah. like Tom Cruise, Hugh Jackman. And then when the movie finally came out, and I'm not going to spoil it here, but you probably have seen all the cameos. Mm-hmm. We didn't get anywhere near the 30 they thought was going to happen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. well, because, And you know what's really frustrating about it is because, and it's the problem that I think we all heard, like that, that some of us suspected, which was, you know, people were hyped about this being like a cameo fest because nobody was really that hyped about dr strange yeah like and that that could not be more apparent than in our own bottom line because whenever we made videos about dr strange they tanked and it's like
0: yeah, people just, are like, oh, but people just don't want to watch your videos. They want to see Dr. Strange. And you're right. There's a portion of people that want to do that. But I will clarify just so you guys understand Batman yeah. movie comes out. We do Batman. That's double the views easy on that video. Spider Man comes yeah. out. We do Spider Man. Double the views easy on that video. Dr. Strange mm-hmm. comes out. Lowest performing video in the last
1: year on my channel. <laughs> I, I, like, explain that. It's just, and I don't know what it is because even, like, here's the thing even by accident, it should do well. Like, yeah. Just from the from the from the perspective of people are searching for Doctor Strange to even look up movie times, it should do well. Yeah, or or well enough to like. It, but this is more like a dearth. Like, I don't know. It's cra- it was it was insane. I was like, you know this I'm is gonna really do? weird. What's While that? we're here, I'm going to look up my
0: local theater. I'm going to see how many tickets to Doctor Strange I can get tonight if I was curious, if I wanted mm, to go see it. Good idea. Seven o'clock tonight, reserved seating, so you have to book these. Yeah, half the theater is open.
1: Of course. It's still half full, but half the theater is open. Yeah, I mean, it's what is it Tuesday? So, yeah. I mean, on one hand, it's like it's it's during the week, but yeah, it. Let me tell you something. I uh, my theater was I think we had twenty people on open really? weekend. Yeah. Oh, ours is packed. Ours is packed. Yeah. We went at five thirty, but like still, you know, weird. The box but yeah, office. So- more.
0: That's true. We could just look at the box office.
1: Oh, yeah. I, so I think it really well. That doesn't well. change the hype levels, though. Because No, and that's what's so weird, and I think it's because people were
0: excited about the, the,
1: the well, cameos. Well, here's the that. thing.
0: Here's the thing. You say it did well in the box office. Even Eternals, which is the divisive... No one watched it, supposedly, movie. Right.
1: <laughs> did, like, 800,000 or something stupid. Yeah, no, it did... Yeah, Eternals, I think... I don't remember if I I haven't looked if it It, says
0: MCU it will by default do a certain amount but that doesn't translate into a lot of hype after the movie yeah that's true uh where did it end it ended domestic opening is the 11th place all time putting it right behind uh Age of Ultron Incredibles uh why didn't December's No Way Home was 260 million. Avengers Video Wars, 257 million on the opening weekend, is 28% be- behind both of those. Hmm. It is the seventh biggest opening. So, okay. then why isn't it more hyped up and keep going?
1: I don't know. And I I, I I think it's just because people were excited about the cameos and the surprises. And because they weren't there, people got like, uh, I, I don't know. Maybe. And it did 38% better than Batman. Now Batman mm. ended at the end
0: of all of it with a good amount, but it looks like Doctor it, Strange is on on path to do much better.
1: It, it you know Doctor what, Strange. What did Eternals
0: the... do at the end of it? Because I like to use that as as a litmus test. Because a lot of people say that Eternals is one of the worst MCU movies ever. This is the first bomb. Yeah, but it's not, and that's total box office earn on the Eternals was four hundred and two million. Yep, so that's a bad MCU movie, and that's still double the budget.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. Eternals did not do very well cuz you have to double the budget in order to assume like that's how much.
0: Well, the funny thing with Eternals is everyone likes to say like 400 million is not bad, but let me tell you about a different like a normal movie that like just a not mo- superhero movie. Right, a movie that costs like 10 million.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You know? Yeah, no, Eternals cost two hundred million dollars. So my point is, four hundred million dollars not 400, great.
0: Yeah, four hundred million dollars is still a good. Like, I guarantee we're probably going to get Eternals two or something involving the Eternals elsewhere.
1: I heard we were supposed to get the Eternals in Moon Knight, and they wouldn't even bother to put them there. Uh, I would be well. I will say that the I suppose this entire phase, according to Feige,
0: in an interview, was to test the waters of all the different concepts.
1: I mean, like, they did test him all right, you know? I would like to see, you know, that's the thing now, thanks to streaming and and Disney+, Plus, we'll have no idea how Moon Knight did. Yeah. The only thing we'll know is whether people are talking about it or not, or whether he shows up anywhere.
0: I want to clarify, we're not saying Doctor Strange bombed in any way, shape, or form. No, it made $400 million. Yeah.
1: Like, Doctor Strange made, in its opening weekend globally, what Eternals made entirely
0: <laughs> what we're saying is it's weird because it doesn't feel the same as like Endgame or even Spider-Man. Spider-Man people were ranting and raving about for days. The only thing my Twitter is blowing up about in all my feeds is just the cameos.
1: Yeah, that's it. That's it. And, because, well, there's a good reason for that. But yeah, it, it's uh, you know Uncharted,
0: a Uncharted did 400 million I was actually mm. curious about that.
1: Yeah How much did Uncharted cost though?
0: 120 million
1: Okay, so that's not so bad.
0: Yeah, we'll be definitely be getting
1: beginning in a chart of two, I can tell you that. <laughs> uh-huh. So, he's like, hey, we got a video game movie that worked! We got <laughs> a Sonic, worked. you guys! We got a Sonic! <laughs> a Sonic. Yeah, Sonic did
0: fine. What did Sonic do? Now, now we're doing, like, a box office. <laughs> yeah.
1: How did, you, how did Sonic 2 do? I assume well. Sonic is $349 million total.
0: And it costs 90 to 100 to 10 million. How does your budget fluctuate like that? <laughs>
1: you that? Yeah, like how, yeah, how, what? No, you should know how much it costs. But, uh, yeah, That's no, a, but Sonic, I, said, I, I just picture
0: who made this one, who made this video, this movie, uh, right. production company Paramount. I can just picture Paramount. It was like 90 to 100 to 10. I don't know, I somewhere in there. <laughs> Did you lose 30 million
1: dollars somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean, like Sonic, listen, like that movie shouldn't cost much at all because no. it's just James Marsden and his family like his wife and whatever like being confused most of the time and then sonic the hedgehog doing sonic the hedgehog stuff like but the, last the point act. of
0: this discussion what we're stating is yeah dr strange is weird because it like it's still half open so i guess everyone just saw it realized yeah. it only has these select cameos is that mm-hmm.
1: all right we're done <laughs> yeah and they saw the movie and, and then and all they were left with was a dr strange movie and they were like nah
0: i wonder if that's it i mean like at the end of the end of the day, I know we had our review, you were on the fence, Dylan was against it, I was for yep. it, I still liked mm-hmm. the movie. Um, but I wonder I wonder what I wonder what this is gonna look like in two weeks. Cause yeah. no way home people talked about nonstop up until its Blu-ray release, yep. then started talking about it again. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be we'll interesting. See. I agree. But let's go on to our next topic here, because now people think we're just shitting on Doctor Strange when we're not at all. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, really? That was just a couple comments that? of check the box office. I didn't realize it did that well on the opening. Yeah, movie. no, I it know did. it did yeah. well. Yeah, I know it did well. Uh, it, yeah. it was, it was a great movie. I want to say so much, but I don't
1: want to spoil anything on this show. <laughs> no, let's not. Yeah, just watch another video. There's, there's a, t- there's at least two. Yeah, yeah, I know.
0: Anyway, the Tom Cruise cameo does not happen. Didn't uh, happen Never happened. the
1: Mission Impossible thing. But it, they did listen. Like, they were like, "Yeah, we're gonna do that." Oh, he's not, he's not available. Yeah. But okay, so
0: next up, we got Dave Batista confirms that now that Guardians Three is done, he is done as Drax. Okay. I I think it is a great Drax, but I also believe yeah. he's far older than I realized when I first looked this up. Is he like in his mid fifties, right?
1: Uh, fifty three. There you go. It's not mid, but yeah, still, it's like. Yeah, he's been talking about being done with Drax since the Guardians 2. Where yeah. he's like, and, and and then you see, like, the movies he's in, and you're like, are you sure about that? Hey, I
0: don't, actually, no, I didn't watch those. They looked funny, but I didn't watch them. The one with the kid where he was, like, basically recreating kindergarten. Yeah, that's the one.
1: I'm like, <laughs> no, man.
0: I wonder if he's just, done, like, I mean, the dude's loaded. Like, Yeah. He, and Dave Batiste is kind of like falls into the I believe he falls into the Jason Momoa thing where it's like, because have you seen dude? Jason Momoa is apparently traveling the country, living out of his van with mountain bikes and stuff in the back. I fell upon this TikTok channel with Jason Momoa, and yeah. I'm like, there's gotta be a deep fake, but I don't think it is. I think it's just Jason <laughs> Momoa living out of a van, traveling around. Like he climbed out of his van and he's walking into a Walmart. And I'm like, Dude, like, I would so, I'm fl- going to go look for him. Yeah, okay, I would flip my shit if I'm just driving around. There's Jason Momoa living out of his van. Like, that's what fair. do you even do with that? <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. watched like 10 of this guy's TikToks being like, it has to be deep fake. It has to be a deep fake Jason Momoa. But also, that's something Jason Momoa would do. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I think Dave Batista leads a very similar lifestyle of like holistic, and he's like, I'm living in the
1: nature and things like that. Uh... I think. I, I don't know, but I will say he's been talking about like wrapping up like he, he he's looking at Drax as a character that has like an arc and he'd like to wrap it up. And yeah, like, I, I think also James Gunn is done with like at least Guardians, if not all of Marvel. And I know that Batista has a as a fierce loyalty to Gunn. And I can understand him being like, if Gunn's not involved, I'm not interested. And, well, I mean, uh, Gunn gave him a role that kind of defied his entire career to an extent, like big time, big time. Which means I guess we'll be seeing Dave Batista in uh Peacemaker Two or whatever the spin-off series is. Uh because why wouldn't he, right? Uh but yeah, I'm I'm fine with that. Uh especially because like, you know I think it's I think it's a shame when actors like are not interested. I mean, like if if they're in a situation where it's not terribly they're in a situation where they're being paid a lot of money to be in like one or two movies every five years. I, I, don't, I don't feel like that's much of a commitment, but again, I'm not a Hollywood star, so I have no idea. Well, I mean, Chris Evans um,
0: apparently turned down the Captain America rule twice before agreeing to it because of that commitment because he didn't want to be shoehorned into a nine
1: picture deal. I mean, I you know, I, I understand that. But, uh, yeah. you know, in his case, it's like, yeah, all right. Uh, but at least with the there's there's a precedent for Drax to be like to, to have a new body if you need to bring him back, which they won't because Marvel never brings them back.
0: It's really no. weird. Well, they actually. don't need to. In the end of the day, in my opinion, honestly, they don't need to bring back villains. They don't. Need, they have enough to work with. Maybe yeah. thirty years down the road, we'll have the returns so they can do new stories of these people. But mm-hmm.
1: yeah, I can. I mean, like the you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, the fact and is... the Guardians
0: team, if because according to, to Gunn, this is going to be the darkest Guardians team we've ever seen. It's going to be true to the characters, and it's going to be like a true Guardian story. Guardians, like everyone thinks Guardians is literally just those five guys: Star Lord, Groot, Rocket, Drax, and Gamora. Yeah. No, Guardians is like an ever-rotating team. Iron right. Man was on the Guardians at one point. Agent Venom was on the Guardians at one point. The Guardians, yeah. the only constant in the Guardians traditionally has been Star-Lord. Right. Everyone but, else is
1: swapped out. Rock has become then. more current now, but he was, he also swapped out. Right? Like, where's Vance Astro? Bring him back. I, yeah. I, I, I genuinely am like, yeah, that's the other thing, is that the Guardians, you can make a Guardians 4, and it's by like Take it with TT or whoever, and it could be an entirely different team. Hell, you yeah. could do Guardians 4 and it's just starring the Ravagers that they teased at the end of Guardians 2. Doesn't really matter. Or whoever shows up in this one. Honestly, I would rat if you're gonna do Guardians 4, don't do Guardians 4, just make it the Star Jammers. Yeah, I'm on board. I mean, I'd like it. Right. Um, but no, I mean it's, it's kind of expected. This plus after
0: everything with James Gunn, I feel like he is gonna step away. If I I almost feel like discovery is gonna offer him that role as the Kevin Feige of DC. I feel like right now. He has Wouldn't made successful idea. movies and successful shows. He's also famous for, you know, he's a famous director. He also yep. loves the DC characters as we've seen. Yep. My only complaint is if James Gunn gets in charge of the DCEU, we'll never see the Justice League, but we'll see characters like Peacemaker that we've never heard of show
1: up. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. As long as he's like, because if, if, Feige doesn't direct these movies. So if Gunn was in a position of like authority where he just picked talent, I trust his judgment when it comes to picking talent so you know do that yeah uh, that'd be fine but and and especially uh, you know I would I would you know it's like when uh, when Didio was in charge of DC and he was like and permit me an opportunity to write the metal men no one argued no one was like damn yeah. it because of Didio I never get to do my metal men story it was just <laughs> it was just for no reason the other the reason was Didio liked the metal men there was also a metal men book that was going on a book that like nobody bought and right. it's like it was only existed because the guy in charge wanted it and you know if if james got you know it, it would be the same thing as if feige was a big old fan of like now I'm trying to think of like a like a bottom feeding nobody who cares about this character like if, if feige was a huge sleepwalker fan i know people are gonna be like sleepwalker, so i like that character but like sleepwalker and it's like okay so every once in a while sleepwalker shows up or he gets like a show and it's like only because feige really wants to direct that character like no one would complain because yeah. who cares um but this is you know but gun makes good movies, so I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'd be on
0: board with fine. that. I know a lot of people are against it, but I do agree. Just like I want to see Jeff Johns back in charge of the comics, we have some kind of a direction. I Even if you want to keep making individual movies, I'm okay with that. Just have somebody who can kind of corral what's going on. Yeah, yeah. You the, need somebody the fact that we have charge. three Batman right now should be intentional, not what seemingly is accidental. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, they don't care.
0: That's what I mean. Like the fact that like that should be an intentional decision, not a, well, we can't get Pat to come back and Affleck's out right now, but we're not technically firing either of them. So let's just get Michael Keaton back.
1: No, no. What are you doing? Yeah, I don't I don't know what that plan is. There is no plan. The reality is there's no plan.
0: Why have you not signed people to nine picture deals? Marvel's done it for 10 years, man.
1: <laughs> yeah. you you're it's not like you're a relatively new studio, Warner's. Just do that. And they're like, no, because they pay a lot of money with those nine picture deals. <laughs>
0: yeah. I don't know. That's weird. I hope Discovery fixes it. But anyway,
1: back to our next topic here. Me too. This is the interesting
0: thing. So, first off, we were joking that Miss Marvel's not going to be out for like a year at this point. Mm-hmm. Turns out it comes out next month. What? Did you not know that? Did you not know what's coming up? No. The trailer that dropped, I watched it just in case we had to do a reaction for the channel. It was only 30 seconds, and it ends with next month. What? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's going to be right on top of OV-1. The release date for the Miss Marvel TV show is June 8th. Okay. Remember, we thought it was going to be uh, the next one was going to be She-Hulk. Yeah. Nope. Miss Marvel. Okay. But apparently, they've also changed her origins and her powers.
1: Yeah, of course. Which we all kind of were like, are they going to just... We, like, I don't always... I never think to myself whenever they make an MCU project, so are they going to change their origin and powers? But with Ms. Marvel, we were like, so do you think they're going to change her origin and power? Like, we were always talking about whether they were going to yeah. do that. And yeah, they're going to do that. They're going to, yeah, they're going to do it. So... How do you feel about it? I feel it's weird.
0: I actually do feel like, of all the superheroes, Miss Marvel get, is one of the few characters that literally opened up wor- a world of comics to an entire different religion and culture. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's You know, right. it did, and
0: it succeeded. It's a g- yeah. good book. Yeah, it And they're going to completely change it all.
1: Yeah, they are. W- why? That's, I don't know. I mean, I, I, on one hand, I, I kind of understand why. I mean, look at, Ms. Marvel's origins. Why? What, what? When did Ms. Marvel get invented? Oh, right around the time when there was that Fox Disney problem. So they were really pushing, Inhumans. Right. And uh, so they were. uh like, oh, well, we really don't want to. We we really don't want to do with that. On on that token, you know, maybe maybe, Inhumans have appeared already. So maybe that's not the reason. I feel like, the reason is primarily because they, they because stretching looks really bad. And they're like, we can't make it look good.
0: I mean, <laughs> maybe, maybe that's the reason, but I just find the whole situation
1: very weird. It is weird. It's weird. Also, like I saw the trailer, not the recent one, but I saw another and I was like, okay, it's a kid's show. I'm not going to watch the show. Oh, we're going to have to watch the show. You got to review it with me. No, oh, we'll see about that. <laughs> He's like we, just, like, we just hired Hassan, and We'll see about yeah. if I have to watch it. <laughs> yeah, we'll see if I, have to watch it. I mean, like, the, like it was like, uh, like Cloak and Dagger where I'm like, oh, okay, it's like on free form. No, I'm right. Not watch that. Like it, I it, did not it's watch Democrat. Democrat. I also didn't watch Runaways. Although I hear Runaways is really good, and I should watch. I watched the pilot actually like two days ago, and I was like, oh, "Okay, it's not. It's it's for kids, <laughs> but like <laughs> you know, it, it's for it's it's meant to be for like teens." You know but uh you know it was well made I was like oh okay that was the pilot so i don't know but uh that ms marvel looks like it's pilot because don't they isn't it pretty much what turns into riverdale like they go to the house with the people and they're like oh it's secretly we're all I mean, that evil is, that is runaways like yeah that is, to be fair like that is straight up that was the runaway <laughs> which is kind of weird how well it worked but uh you know i was like eh you know but ms marvel looks like it's it looks like a disney show that's the thing ms marvel looks like a disney show and i'm like I, don't I think it's intended
0: to because, I mean, look, Moon Knight at the end of the day, we're not the only ones that we're not entirely happy with it. Right. There is it, it does have a divide. There is the people that are crazy about Moon Knight, and I'm yep. at the end of it going, it was okay, not a great show. Maybe yeah. this is Marvel's attempt at going, why don't we just make a Disney show? Right. Like, why like, haven't we done kids. that yet?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, I get making ms marvel that character like i would rather it be ms marvel a character who is like aimed towards like a ya audience than trying to force like moon knight into being a kids show so right you know? yeah no i agree with you on that one too so you know but i but i'm not hyped you know it's like someone saying like hey did you hear the new paw patrols coming out like i'm not hyped about paw patrol because okay, i'm that's not a little too young sal i think ms. Right, but I'm... Still, i think i think ms marvel is going to be in the age bracket of like star wars rebels
0: that's right that's what i think it's gonna okay like... OK, well, I, Star Wars Rebels, regardless of how well they did some of the Ahsoka stuff and the Vader stuff, was still a kid show. When you have a whole I, episode uh, yeah. with Ezra yeah. chasing down Chopper inside the town.
1: I watched the show, Sal. <laughs> I also watched Rebels and I'm like, eh, yeah, it is mostly for kids. I think Rebels towed that line where it was between like we're selling it to kids. But we know adults are the primary audience. Like I we know wonder, people And that's who, where I
0: feel like Miss Rava is going to land, where a lot of the core plot elements are going to be kids' problems, kids' show. Yeah. But I doubt we're going to get like the hallway
1: of a high school and them being like,
0: oh, come on.
1: No, it's not going to be, no, be Saved by the Bell, but I don't think it's also <laughs> going to be, it's not going to be like, like, Hold on, soldier hold on.
0: I'm pitching a show Saved by the Bell, but at the Xavier Institute. There we go. Would you not watch that? I would watch one
1: episode of that. But no, no, it doesn't have your, your core X Men. It's, right, it's like only about yeah, all the students. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, that's a show that like I can't believe they haven't pitched it already. What what if instead of Belding, it's Wolverine, the there big teacher
0: that they had, which is the original <laughs> one, is Kitty Pride. And those yeah. are your only two main
1: people. <laughs> right. That's very that's basically Deadpool, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> Like we we keep two real X Men and then the rest of them are bullshit. <laughs> Come
0: on, would you not watch? Remove the laugh track. We got it. We're, no, we,
1: we're past laugh track. We're past laugh tracks at this point. But yeah, Noah, a sitcom in the Xavier Institute makes sense to me. It does. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine just an irritated Wolverine? Oh yeah, I see it in the comments Zach, you know, that's, what is wrong with you? Yeah, that's Wolverine in <laughs> the X Men. I mean, yeah, no, <laughs> absolutely, I'm in. Gene Grey School, yeah.
0: But yeah, you're all, you're all getting you're all getting my vibes on this one. Yeah, no, that sells. I don't know why that I don't know why they haven't done more shows that are just more open ended and just like if you're gonna
1: experiment with things, you'd experiment
0: with things. I think that's well, we'll my see. biggest
1: complaint with Moon Knight. It didn't really experiment with as much as they claimed it was going to. No, but we'll see what happens with the Spider Man cartoon show that's set in high school. That's true. They are testing that out, right? but they're starting with Spider Man. It's gonna succeed no matter what. <laughs> I don't know. That Ultimate Spider Man show was not very good. I but then again, liked people that watch show. it. I will
0: say this. Ultimate Spider-Man started out very wonky and weird. They listened to the criticisms of my seasons two onward. They kind of cleaned it all up. Far mm-hmm. less of the jump cuts, far less of the cutaways and the chibi mm-hmm. stuff. They It was more Spider-Man. It got really good for what it was.
1: Okay. Yeah, I heard they, well, like, I saw like promotional materials for that show where I'm like, you guys went completely off, off the rails. Like, oh, they also doing- made it
0: their own story. Like they have Mary Jane as the carnage queen. Like
1: <laughs> it was okay.
0: good though. It was good, Sal. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. I think we're going to close out today's show once again before everyone butchers us in the comments. We did not hate Doctor Strange. We were literally looking at where has the hype gone, but we have also been stating Batman. I stated the hype was weird. Like unless you're in that zeitgeist, it's weird. And I feel like that's true. Because the only thing I see on Doctor Strange right now is just the cameos. Everyone's stealing the cameos, putting them up on everything and just talking. No, no one is talking about. Doctor Strange. No, no, no one's They're like, wow, a that ten minute segment of the movie.
1: No, I don't. I don't hear. I, don't, I haven't heard much, if any, like talk, hype, speculation about what Doctor Strange is going to do next. The uh, post-credit scene that indicated a bigger uh, universe. You know, like I didn't see much of anything talking about that. Now that being said, I'm not looking for it. But the whole point of hype is that, like, you see it when you're you not can't looking get for away it. From it. I mean,
0: that was our yeah. entire discussion before, where it was like without even looking for it, you can the cameos are spoiled for everyone. They were all over YouTube, they were all over Twitter, they were all over TikTok. Yes. So,
1: yeah, no, no, I'm seeing people who were, who, who are their brand is positivity speak negatively about Doctor Strange. Yeah. No.
0: So, all right, well, that's today's episode of Absolute Comics. Make sure you join us next week right here at twitch.tv slash comicstorian, where every Tuesday and Thursday, and now every Monday and Friday. So Monday, fr- Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, we do something featuring something. Monday and Friday are a little all over the place. We have set shows on, on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Four days a week. Yeah, we are we are literally live four days a week. Sal and I were talking yesterday because I'm going to New York, and he's going to meet up with me and Huey on one night. And, he, and you acted like you wanted to hang out more. But I also know it's like an hour drive to come and see where we're gonna land. And I literally said to Sal, I see you two to four times a week. This isn't this isn't us catching up. We're just gonna no. be in person for a day. Like exactly. you don't have to worry about making me happy. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yes, we go live all the time. Make sure you check out Comic Story and Comic Pop. Those are our main channels. Check out absolutely Marvel and DC. Please, please, please check out my newest brand. That's right, Benny has started another one. Ben & Friends. If you search Ben & Friends slash Comic Story & Plays, you will find the channel. It's my new gaming channel. I film myself and my buddies playing video games, and then I narrate the narrative of what we are trying to do. I have a lot of fun. I'm narrating everything. And we are bringing back PlayStation Esteem Gamers. It is being redubbed as the mobile channel, because Houston and I talk about mobile games all the time. We were doing it on that channel. Now we're just going to make that the mobile arm, because I know you can't really blend your AAA titles with the mobile titles, because... Doesn't work that well. Like, look at Nightpod. Nightpod's just going crazy there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you guys so much. We'll see you next week, right here at Absolute Comics.